It's something a little bit different this week on the Rewind the Movies podcast. We're looking back at 1984's The Toxic Avenger. Now, not many people will be familiar with this film and even less people would have seen it. But it's a 1984 American superhero black comedy splatter film directed by Michael Hurt and Lloyd Kaufman. The film was released by Troma Entertainment, known for producing low-budget B-movie with campy concepts and gruesome violence. The film was virtually ignored upon its first release. The Toxic Avenger caught on with filmgoers after a long and successful midnight movie engagement at the Bleecker Street Cinema in Greenwich Village in late 1985. It is now regarded as a cult classic. The plot centres around a meek mop boy called Melvin who works at a local gym. He falls into a vat of toxic waste and the Toxic Avenger is born. Now evildoers will have a lot to lose. So this was the first time I'd seen this film. I'd heard of it previously but never got round to watching it. It's almost 40 years since its release but is it any good? Anyway, here's the episode. Ad, it was you a film. You picked it. Um, I'm right. I think I'm right in saying that both me and Prog had never seen it prior to this. We all picked it. It wasn't just me. It wasn't just me. We all picked the film at the same time. We said we did the superhero uh, discussion, and you said about Toxic Avenger, and then Prog went, "Could we watch that before we ran the movie sometime?" And I said, "Yeah, that sounds like a good idea." And that's how it went down. In your in your head. <laughs> But to be fair, right, it, it did sort of go that way. And it um simply because me and Prog had never seen it. I'm sort of familiar with the cartoon, which is the Toxic Crusader. So I'm assuming they changed the name of it to make it more appealing to children. Because the Avenger is sort of, or, or or is it not connected? No, it, it, I was just gonna say it was Toxic Crusaders, not Crusader. Crusader, all right, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, then. Give us your memory of it, Ad. Well, Troma, the company that made this, um, they're a big, they've always been a big uh, part of my sort of coming into films when I was younger and stuff and getting into comedy. Um, so obviously, as some of you might know, I'm a huge, huge, huge South Park fan. And um, when South Park first ever came out in the late 90s, early 2000s, I think it was, um, their first ever feature film, the guys that made South Park, was made by Troma Entertainment. And S4C had a season on S4C called The Trauma Season. And it kicked off with a screening of Trey Parker and Matt Stone's first film, Cannibal the Musical. And then for every night that week, they played a trauma movie and they had Toxic Avenger on, Class of Newcomb High, I think it was Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD. And they had a, like a couple of other ones as well, uh, which I can't really remember, um, like Tromeo and Julia and all that sort of stuff. And I watched them all and I became obsessed with them. And they were super hard. You could never get them on videotape over here because they were all, um, they were all, you had to get them on import from America and you couldn't really in order in region one import. So, and especially download, it was not a thing then. So you could only read about them in film books and stuff or read about them online. And that's, but when I was younger and I watched it, Toxic Avenger was like amazing because it's rude as hell. It's disgusting. It's violent. And I've never seen anything like that when I was a kid. So obviously when I, would talk, talk to my friends about it in school. We all loved it. Uh, we all thought it was great. And then final bit to wrap up. When I was about 14, uh, Prism Leisure, the DVD label, brought out some of them on DVD. And that's when I saw them again. And I still like them then as well. But we will get on to our present day thoughts as we go through this podcast. And am I right in thinking that you've got a box set? So how many of them are there? I don't have a box set. I have I have like a trauma DVD collection. So I have like right. a 
I have a load of their films on DVD, right? And um, what I have is I have every Toxic Avenger film. And that's what I mean. How many of them are there? There are four of them, but it's a really weird situation with number two and three. So number two was made, and the final cut of number two was five hours long. So they split it into two films and made two and three, and they are absolutely terrible, terrible films. I always thought they were terrible, even when I was younger. And they are just, they are like the black sheep of like the trauma video sort of mind. Imagine how bad they got to be. Oh, but I'm telling you right now, they are. Imagine Toxic Avenger, but it's a two and a half hour long epic. Would you say Toxic Avenger is the uh, more well-known film? Well, trauma started off uh, pretty much making porno uh, back in the day. They were making like... It, um, it doesn't surprise me. After watching that last night, they, they started off making films like Squeeze Play and um, Stuck on You, like proper like sex comedies, like in the vein of Porky's. But they leaned a bit more to the porno, softcore porno sort of side of things. You know what I mean? And um, they were just like a sort of like crappy like uh, video company, a uh, film company, even uh, based in Hell's Kitchen in New York. And basically, um, in the early eighties, horror films everyone was making horror movies in the early eighties. That's what Toxic Avenger came about. It came about as a, as a horror film, believe it or not, even though it's not a horror film. I don't care what anyone says. I'll say now that I was slightly disappointed, only because I expected it, for this film, after about 20 minutes, not to see probably more nudity. And that's, that's not because yeah. I wanted to see the nudity. It's, but I, I expected it just by the look of the film. And, and thinking back to those sort of like 80s B-movie horrors, there was always some sort of full frontal nudity or some sort of sex scene, which was bordering on pornographic, but they probably just got away with it for the mainstream audience. They, um, the thing is with trauma films, they mainly do have a lot of boobs going on. Boobs and lesbian scenes. They love boobs and lesbian sex scenes. Roma films do. So um, I think this is like probably like one of the first ever forays into like that sort of... Because me and Prague watched the fourth Toxic Avenger film, which we'll come on to a little bit later on in this podcast, I'm, I'm assuming. But um, within the first two minutes, there's about 15 boobs, uh, <laughs> uh, with 15 naked women, and just sex scenes going on. Um, Prague loved that film. <laughs> uh, come on in Prague you hadn't seen it before I'm assuming knowing you you were probably aware of it but any sort of memories of it uh, yeah I was aware of the film not many memories to be honest I knew it was out there but I'd never had interest in it um, in fairness Adam has got a, a book about trauma the company and the the, the main sort of architect of trauma who is Lloyd Kaufman. And uh, I've read that book and that's, that's quite a good book. It was a lot better than the film, I can tell you. <laughs> I love, I love that book. Um, all you have, in, all I need to know about the film, Nick, and I learned from the Toxic Avenger. That's yeah. We had discussed pr- previously this week about doing some sort of reaction video of us watching films. And looking back, I, I so wish we would have done this one. I, I know timescales didn't work out, but even just to have Prog, his <laughs> reaction on camera, because I can only imagine what it was like. And so uh, similar to Prog, I have no memory of this film. So I, I, you know, I, I've definitely never seen it. I have memories of the cartoon 
Although I don't know if it was that popular in this country, so I probably very, saw very little of it. I have more memories of the the game. I don't know if you um, ever played the game. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> this always comes back to me, doesn't it? <laughs> but they had a game, I, I believe it was on the NES, but it may have been on the SNES. Like, I, can't, I can't remember. Um, not much to write home about, admittedly. But I was always aware of the character. Because he, you know, he always carried a mop, didn't he? Yeah. Um. So, but we, when we move on to sort of like first reactions of the film, this film started, and I just thought, what the fuck is going on? I was just like, Jesus! Everything was like heightened. They they took the acting and they dialed it up to eleven. They took the like the, the soundtrack and everything and dialed that up, and. It was just like they told the actors, "This is the this is the um the scene, and what you what I want you to do is overact everything." Yeah. So you more or less start. Is it's the gym scene? That's the first scene, isn't it? More or less. Well, in fairness, half the movies in the gym. Well, yeah. Um, and it just started, and it was panning through the the gym, and I was just thinking, Jesus Christ, where's this gym? I don't want to be part of this, but like. There's, there's people wearing next to nothing. There's um, <laughs> there's the main characters. What, what are they called? Bozo and Slug. Yeah. And I just, I was just thinking, Jesus Christ, what is going on here? It was just like massively overacted and quite hammy and quite camp. We're obviously not even bothering with the good aspects of the film because we've got into issues with it already. But if to me, it felt like you know, you had however many people and they were all in a different film. <laughs> I know what you mean. It, it didn't feel like there was any evenness between the performances. You know, I I will say I did actually quite like Gary Schneider as Bozo. Oh. I, I, know he, I know he was turned up to 11, but at least he was consistent. And there was a, some believability to his performance. In so far, you know, <laughs> you're, you're stretching it a bit there. No, but he was committed to the part, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to be honest, right? It, it, for me, it, the the fact that Adam said that they've got some history in pornographic films doesn't surprise me because I had the not straight on porno though. I mean, yeah, no, no, I know what you mean, I know what you mean, but that, but I had a, I, I had a feel that you know the acting was overacting, if that makes any sense. And then it also felt like a spoof. I don't know if you get that feel as well. Me and Adam talked about this, right? I we said, well, we were saying originally because trauma are, are big on horror films, okay. And the Toxic Avenger as a subject matter would be horror film central, wouldn't it? So I really believe that they were trying initially to make a horror film. And then at some point along the line, they realised it wasn't working and they full tilt turned around 180 degree turn into comedy. They, the thing is, it's called Toxic Avenger. There must have been, I thought about this afterwards, there must have been some inclination to make it a superhero movie though. There must yeah. have been like, like, because there's like, because obviously it's got a super, it's got a superhero sort of, Central, like typical superhero story, he falls in like he falls in toxic waste or 
radiation liquid or whatever it is, and then he becomes this monster with superhuman abilities and stuff. So it must be, there must have been some sort of like, we're making an action horror movie, maybe? I don't know. But then, I don't know. But then some bits of it are like a slasher movie, like when he's chasing the people around. Yeah, and, and I, I felt that it was trying to be quite a lot of things and maybe not necessarily nailing every, you know, one of them right, if that makes any sense. But, look, we, we sort of have bypassed a little bit of favourite aspects here, and Prog mentioned this a moment ago. So I, I do want to talk about some of the things that, that, that I did enjoy about the film. And this film, I think, if I watched this as a kid, if I'd watched this as a 10, 12, you know, 13, 14-year-old kid, I probably would have loved it. I probably would have gone to school the following day or whenever and gone to Prague and said, watch this film last night. It was amazing because it was gory, it was violent, there was 80s boobs, and, you know, there was comedy in there as well. Oh, yeah, I reckon I, you would have been number one hype man. Oh, I, I would have loved it. Yeah. Well, that's what I was like when I was a kid. I was like, because I used to tell my friends, oh, I saw this film last night, guys. But the thing is, there was no way of getting it afterwards. It was like, literally, it was on TV. And that was it. You couldn't get this in video shops when I was a kid. It was like, you could, but you'd have to go to Cardiff to grab it on, like an HMV. And back then, that wasn't an option if you were, well. Well, Ebervale didn't even have a train station to Cardiff back in the day, did it? They genuinely didn't. There was no. <laughs> we didn't have a train station until like the mid two thousands, late two thousands. It was a, it was the X four bus. That's what you had to get. <laughs> two hour bus ride to Cardiff. Imagine that. I um. There were a few times that I laughed. I will I will say, and if it's meant to be a comedy, you know, it was working at some point, but I don't. <laughs> I don't know if I was laughing at what I was supposed to be laughing at. I have a few favourite aspects of this film. There's loads of... Even though watching it again now at the age of 32 and, like, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not as good as I remember it. Because I remember before we watched it, I was like, the Frog, this is genuinely a pretty good movie. I said that to Frog. I was like, this is a really good film now. And then when we watched it, I was a bit like, ouch. You know what I mean? I was a bit like, ooh. That's not yeah. as good as I When's the last time you watched it, lad? I would have been in my teens. I would have been, like, 16... Okay, fifteen. This is probably a good question for you, Ad, because you watched it when you were younger. Yeah, was it one of the first films you watched that had gorns and sex and no. stuff in it? No, not at all. But it's one of the first ones I ever saw with gore, sex, and comedy the way it had it like that, like that slapstick right. humor. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like it was. The, I'd never seen something like it before, and I think that's one of my and that is one of my favorite aspects about the film. Like a lumpy, that's different to it's, it's still different to a lot of horror comedies out there. There's not many, even if it, even if it does miss sometimes and it, sh it shoots and it misses, it this it, it goes for different and it goes for being original. That's one thing I'll always go to bat for it for. And also, I, I, yeah, I think it has an audience. I just think oh. that audience is probably me when I was between twelve and fourteen years old. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't for the life of me imagine that there's a lot of people watching it later in their life, you know, ab above the age of 25, when they've seen a lot of other horror comedy or gore films or whatever it happens to be, and think that this is on a par with them. Because well, a lot of the aspects that you're talking about that are good 
you know, it's all a matter of opinion, you know, you're entitled yeah. to yours. If you like those aspects, that's fine. But the, I didn't find the comedy good. I didn't find the special effects good in comparison to other films. So, one thing Can I I'll... tell you one bit I laughed at? Yeah, go on. <laughs> you're the blind girl. Oh, but <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with no, you. No, 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 not just her, right? Because she, she, she was bordering on the light of, you know, of, I don't know, what, what's the word I'm looking for? She went for? blind. Well, well, yeah, exactly, exactly. But at one point, she was, she had a braille mirror. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I did laugh at I that. Know. Um, <laughs> I, I tell you one thing this film does as well, right? It took some ex- subjects and really took them to the extreme. And I'll tell you an example. They mowed down a child on a bike, mm. properly mowed the, the kid down. And I thought that you would just sort of, they'd hint at it or something, but no, that, that kid goes right over the windscreen or well, what have you. That was cut for years, that scene was. That was cut out of the film for years. That was doesn't like, surprise me. When you, if, you buy, if you buy the UK DVD release of that, released about a decade or so ago, that's completely removed from the film. It was cut for years. The beat that, and that's why you couldn't get it on video over here because it's fucking, it was so heavily cut. Toxic Avenger was. The other one then is um, Killing the Dog. That's quite graphic. I don't know if that's yeah. in other things. Yeah, I don't um, know if you noticed though, but the dog wasn't really dead. Well, I, I, I there was they, a they, they, they cut back to the dog to show it dead and it was breathing. Well, I thought they were going to take the dog to a vet or something. Yeah, because he was breathing. I think at one point he looks up at the camera or something. Yeah. Um, and then they beat up the old lady for her car. No. They probably beat her up. <laughs> no. But the thing is, all right. Okay. Now, that's one of my favorite scenes. My favorite scene in the movie, my favorite section or scene or whatever. And it's going a bit long. Is is the um, is, is the scene where the dog shooting takes place? And that's the um, I, I love the bit when they break into the fast food joint the, or restaurant. Yeah, the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. That's the best fight stuff in the film. That that fight scene is actually not best. It's not best. It's good. Is the back alley fight scene at the beginning is fucking atrocious and like boring wow. to watch and horribly <laughs> crap. But the, with um, some of the worst characters in the world. I don't get them. They're like characters from Dick Tracy, but mixed with Viz. They just or something like, like that. It's shocking. I think, but I think though, and I, our friend Tom came around last night because obviously we were working on a project together, me and in Prague, and Tom has seen all the trauma films like I have and stuff, and he said the best. And me and him were just saying like how in the sort of seventies and eighties, you had like especially in New York and Forty Second Street sort of movies like like the Midnight stuff. You did have stuff like the John Waters movies coming out, like Pink Flamingos and like Female Trouble, and like you had the Kuchar brothers coming up and stuff. And they, if you go back and watch those films, they're really campy comedies with very adult subject matter. And I always just think Troma were just kind of following that trend. It was like a sort of weird fad back then, which is completely, it's just died to death and you don't get it now. But all of those comedy films of, and I'll always like noted as being inspirations for, you know, the gross out comedies you got years later, like the but, American Pies and yeah. But these films also right are quite extreme in their racist sort of dialogue, yeah. their homophobic dialogue, and you got to remember it's of a time as well, and that doesn't excuse it. But 
th- that is what it is, and we can't take that away. But like, you know, the the, the fight in the alleyway is with Cigar Face, worst name in the world, yeah, and um, his two mates who are is it knuckles and nipples, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I, I I couldn't work out, but was nipples the one who was dressed as a woman? I think so. Yeah, that was a terrible scene. That scene was unwatchably bad. Like that was terrible. Like the fight scene when like Toxic Avengers doing the um the fast circular punching on his head and it's just like cartoon. It was just like I was just watching it like what the fuck I like when it was on his balls as well. But yeah, no, it was just it goes on for ages. But then after that, you got my favorite fight scene of the film, and I was just like, why don't you just cut that section out and have. It, just, it, it didn't need to be as long. I, I think the problem you had is it was the introduction to the character. Although w- one aspect I quite liked about the film is you didn't see his face until yeah. probably the last third, oh. right? So which which I liked, but I just still don't think they did it very well. But no, I like that. Didn't. Well, sometimes he just stood there for no reason with his head turned away to the camera. <laughs> And you're like, why would you? And he's, but he's talking to his missus at the same time. Uh, I, and we'll talk about the really badly dubbed aspect. Or, you know, so the Toxic Avenger will be standing there, and it was like God was speaking because <laughs> it was a totally different tone and pitch and yeah. sound level. But then yeah. sometimes the actor wearing the suits will be talking, and it'll and and I'm not talking in different scenes later. I'm within the same line, within the same sentence. Sometimes. You're like, what? The voice just changes from word to word. You're like, what the fuck are they doing? Really weird. I don't know why they made that choice. But then again, it was it's fucking super low budget for its time. Yeah. Look, it was half a million pounds, wasn't it? Turn around. But the thing is, back then, um, uh, that most of that would have been set would have been spent on the film stock. That was nothing to make a film with back then because they had to. It was all film, film. They had to spend it on. Yeah, there was no. Uh... Red or yeah. anything like that. I, I do wonder if a lot of the people who were like in the background scenes were just like, you know, they had a casting call. Do you want to be in a film? And then probably paid yeah. them with a with a McDonald's or something. I'd love to. I'd love mm. to. Like, well, thing is, oh, the, the Blu-ray I got of it. Yeah, that's right. I got it on Blu-ray. <laughs> it's from eighty-eight films. They there are loads of special features there, so I might go back and just see if there's a behind the scenes on there because I'd love to know more about like just the inner workings of filming of that film. God, God bless you, Ad. <laughs> I'll do my bit to research the Toxic Avenger even after we've done the podcast on it. Can I go on to my favourite scene? It's yeah. really short. Yeah. And it's um, the bit where in the gym, the guy gets his weight, the weights on his face. I, I wrote that down as well. That was a really good special effect. Yeah. <laughs> For the film, it was. I thought what was going to happen is there was going to be a slow-mo of the you know the pole that the the weights get slotted into, I thought that was going to go into his mouth, mm. and then and that was going to kill him as such. But it's not. They took his head off, more or less from his jaw. Yeah. At one point, I was like, "Oh fuck, that's a bit, that's a bit harsh." But yeah, it was um, yeah, probably my fa- one of my favorite scenes. I do like the restaurant scene that Adam was talking about as well. I did think again the fighting goes on a little bit yeah, more. And I, I, I had a sorry, I had a question as well. Who the hell in a fast food restaurant has samurai swords on the wall? <laughs> Don't question it. Just roll with it. <laughs> yeah, unless it's Asian cuisine, isn't it? Oh. I did quite like the transformation scene when he goes home and he's locked himself in the bathroom. 
I, I did quite like some of the effects that they were using on his I, arms and his hands and his and stuff like that. I did think that was pretty good. But again, that went on too long. I also I really like the opening of the film though. When the film starts, I like the the body talking song that's going on. Um, the really cheesy body talk. Yeah, well, I think the soundtrack of this film is probably the best aspect of it. But like, I like the opening of the film because I. I the only problem with the opening, right? I think it sets up, it, it sets up the film really well, but that's not the film you get. That's the no. only, so maybe it does fail, but when you first start the film, again, you kind of like, oh, it's gonna be, this is going to be a class, sexy, comedy, horror movie. We, we said about it, didn't we, last, when we watched it, they set up the baddies, but they did not set up Melvin, who that's turned the- into the Toxic Avenger. You get no backstory yeah. on Melvin at all. All you know is that he's some simpleton mopping floors. I lose his mother. I was going to write that on my things I change about it, there, but I was going to say that my things I change, but yeah, 100%. Yeah, there's just so much stock put into the baddies, and like you're a bit like you don't really care about who Melvin is. You're like, oh, who's that? Who's that now? Yeah, it is a bit of a shame, and hopefully, they address that in the remake that's coming out next year. <laughs> Is there really a remake? Yeah. Guess who's playing Toxic Avenger? Nicolas Cage. Peter Dinklage. I'm not really? Sure. 100%. Look it up right now. Um, legendary pictures of remaking it and Elijah Wood's in it as well. So is he Melvin beforehand or is he going to be the Toxic Avenger? Because... They're not going to, they're not, I doubt they're going to stick to the original story. Um, I heavily... Imagine, I don't think it's going to be a shot-for-shot shot remake. <laughs> oh, I'd love it if it was. Imagine that. Shot-for-shot shot. Ah, oh, that would be... I, I'd pay again to see it. And look, I, I don't regret watching this film. For an hour and 20 minutes, I had some enjoyment out of it. But whether I'd watch it again, I, I don't know. Do you know who's directing the Toxic Avenger remake? Macon Blay. Have you seen Blue Ruin? Yes, I've seen Blue... That's a good film, man. He's the main actor in Blue Ruin. He didn't direct Blue Ruin. No, but he? he's the main actor in it, and he's directing the Toxic Avenger remake. If you told me the director of Blue Ruin was doing the remake of Toxic Avenger, I'd be interested. Yeah, but it's, what a weird like guy to direct the Toxic Avenger remake. Strange. When I watched Blue Ruin, I can't. I can't imagine there'd be a day. I couldn't. I can't believe that the guy I was watching in that film, which is a pretty good film, by the way, if no one's seen it. It is a good on, film. Yeah. Going to direct one of cinema's greatest films. Of one of cinema's greatest films, Toxic Avenger, and there's a stage musical off it as well, which apparently is incredible. And I'm not can, I, can I highlight one other thing that I liked in the film? The worst slash best comb over I've ever seen. The mayor. No, the guy who's talking to the mayor. Yes, that's what I meant. Got about three stat strands going over half of his head. This glorious. Um, I'll probably find a picture of it now. What what I didn't get with the mayor at the end, he he tries. I got now. Are we going into things we change? Well, we may as well. Go on. Um, I just felt he he needed a bit of a more more of a backstory. I know they did build him up, but they they needed more about his death. Basically, the toxic Avenger kills him without anyone else around them knowing that he's a bad guy. Yeah. And exactly. and, and, and they're okay with it. Yes. Yes. It made no sense. I, I can completely, I can't argue against that at all. That, that bit was like, what the fuck is going on? Can I give you another bit? Why is yeah. the chief of police German? Um, and a Nazi. And, yeah. They wanted a Nazi joke in there, but... It was like a lower low at one point. 
Lloyd <laughs> well, well, Kaufman, who's, who makes them, he, he always seems to have like nods to like Nazis in his films. Even he's a Jewish man, but like if you look, there's loads of trauma films, and there's like sort of really risque sort of like jokes about Nazis and fascists and stuff. But I think he's just like part of Lloyd Kaufman's sort of like ethos as a filmmaker, if you will, is that he always he likes to, he hates big movie studios and he hates like he hates authority. So he's sort of like one of these sort of like he's got like this proper punk rock sort of like um, like sort of like style of storytelling. I think that's why authority figures come off. He, he makes them that way. I think that's. I I don't think it was a good joke. I think it was crap. But I'm just trying to explain why that was. Your mansplaining though, but yeah, should should, should they say non mansplaining, fan splaining, fan splaining? Yeah. Come on, there must be some others we would change. Oh, fucking things I change. Um. Okay, first off, if I if someone said to me right now, Adam, if it was nineteen eighty three or nineteen eighty four, whatever, and someone said we're gonna we're about to go into production with this script and it's page for page like the film you just watched, I'd be like, yes, right. First off, we're making Melvin a bit, a bit of a stronger character in the first act. Um, I don't know, not having the mayor in there for a start and just making the guys at the gym the main bad guys of the film would would have been a start. And, it was that uh, point where the mayor was being massaged, and I was thinking. Oh, Jesus Christ, what's going on here? Yeah, um, maybe got rid of the blind girlfriend or maybe drastically changed the blind girlfriend. Or oh, get a better actress in as the blind girlfriend. Uh, yeah, maybe that, yeah. Um, there's loads of things I'd change. If, also, if I remade the film right now, the film would be 40 minutes, not 86 minutes. Well, and another thing, why is that world everyone is a criminal? Yeah, apart from the apart from the end where you see the normal townsfolk come into Melvin's aid. I know. Well, I one of the points I've got. Melvin catches on fire because he's been in a toxic waste or what have you. The whole town come out to watch. Yeah. The whole town come out to watch and laugh. And then at the end, there is best mates. It's just like this should have been a more simple film, right? It should have just been. Started off with Melvin. Melvin's just like this. He's the same character he is in the film, right? He's like this little weakling guy that mops up the gym and he's surrounded by all of the big boys and all of the beautiful women that bully him and belittle him. He's chucked into a toxic waste. I would have had that happen at the 20-minute mark, but, you know, we've all, like, shown what Melvin's all about. And then just a simple revenge film, but, like, you know, not, like, the whole... To- Maybe he saves one or two people. Maybe we'll have the restaurant scene in there, right? But not the old... Like ten fucking scenes when they're in a back alley fighting cigar face yeah. and stuff. Well, um, do you know? Oh, what's his name? Is this Slug, the guy who looks like a cross between Ashton Kutcher and Corey Feldman? Yeah, yeah basically slug, those, yeah. those two people combined. He, he he doesn't really have much of a death, I don't think. If he dies, no. we don't know. He just gets thrown out of the car. Mm. Yeah. You've got people getting disemboweled everywhere. I mean, one of the main bad guys of the film. It's just tossed out of a car. You're like, what's like exactly? And you're you're 100 right. What you could have done is a revenge on those four people, and he, he picked off the girls. He picks off the guys one by one, but Slug is the last one, and you know. But saying that though, I do quite like the twist that he's like an anti-hero, isn't he? In the set, and you know, he's there to save the town. It's slightly different to what you have seen before. I'm not saying it's it's the best thing in the world. But it was a little bit re- refreshing to see that he has these special powers that he's, I suppose, attracted to when something... I can't, I can't believe you just used the word refreshing for the Toxic Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell anyway. you what that is, but with the, with the, the twist with the mayor, 
is they haven't written the script properly, so they're just chucking shit in. Well, the other one that got me, when he kills the old lady. So everyone yeah. thinks then he's killed a, you know, a normal person, a citizen, someone who... And that, in theory, could have been a really good plot. There was something about it they did wrong, and I just I can't put my foot in it. Maybe it was too rushed. No, but basically, you, no, it's exactly that. What what they did was they set up a good twist by having him kill this supposed innocent woman when the audience and Toxic Avenger know that she's actually not innocent, and then they have the press running this story about an innocent woman being killed, but the town seemed to ignore that and ignore their mayor who they've elected. And they seem to still believe in the Toxic Avenger being a good guy. So they almost ignore what they could have set up. Because I have a note which, which says, and I didn't delete it, but you know, why did he kill the old lady? Because basically, it, it, it just happened. All of a sudden, he kills an old lady, and then you get the, the explanation of it from the, the chief of police, yeah. saying, oh, yeah, she's the biggest human trafficker in the area or what have you. Yeah. But there's loads of problems with the script like that. It's like... Not just problems with the script, but problems with the movie, problems with the everything. I'm good. I'm just going to say it now. I didn't enjoy this film at all, and I've never enjoyed films like this. Unfortunately, it pains me to say it because I I want to like every film I watch. Of course you do. Whenever you put a film on, you hope it's going to be good. But whenever I get it, whenever I get confronted with a film like this, I'm always like, oh god, this is going to be, this is going to be a job now to watch this. And Adam will tell you, half an hour in, I was, I had my head in my hands and I was like, oh God. But what how I long mean, is left? But I don't hate it though. Like, I still think that, like, this film is, is, this is an essential movie because it did, you know, culturally, it's an important film. It, it does a lot for, like, I'm telling you about it, it does. Like, this, that sort of, like, 18 rated full on dark comedy stuff is like, it's not done very well here. But it needs it. It needs to. It, it's a, it's essential because it needs to be there for like you know inspiring other filmmakers. You know what I mean? All right. If you believe that, good on you. I'm telling. I'm not. I'm not, not going to dispute you on that. If that's how you feel, then fine. If you I, went back, if you went back in time, and zapped the Toxic Avenger out of existence, if you had a time machine and you zapped it out of existence, comedy films and stuff would be different today. I, I doubt that, but... That's a bold <laughs> statement. But, but I'm telling you right now, they would be different today. You wouldn't have, like... I'm telling you right now, that gross-out, sick, violent comedy stuff you get now, it, it just... I'm telling you right now, that that, that film, people like me watched that growing up, and it, it you know, it, it did, like... It molds your sense of humour in a way, man. It does, it does like... I, 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 I 100% disagree with you on that statement. <laughs> <laughs> This came out in 1984. I think the horror comedy was before that. And I'll give you an example oh, right I'm now. Not and it's I'm... an example of a really, really good film, An American Werewolf in London. Right. First off, right, I didn't say it was the first American. I, I didn't say it was the first comedy horror movie. I just said, and also, this isn't your run-of-the-mill comedy horror movie. This is a fucking... This is different to American Werewolf in London, but... This isn't like Evil Dead where like a hand goes like this every now and then. Yeah, this, this is, is still... different because this is bad. No, no, but this is a film right, where they mow a fucking 12-year-old boy down in a car and then reverse on his head. You don't get that on fucking Evil Dead too. Hey, you're talking about a film that came out in the height of the video nasties. It's more of a comedy though. It's more of like a spoof, weird parody comedy thing. I just, I can't explain it. From <laughs> <Bro, I'm> right. <laughs>
Look, let's just say, let's just say I I don't like it, but you do find worth in it. Let's just say that. Yeah, I will say. Would I watch this film again? Fuck no. But do I see worth in it? Fuck yes. Yeah. Which bring us on to the last section, which we always ask: Would you recommend? Ad, would you recommend it in any circumstance? Not to an adult, but to a, if I had a son who was like getting into filmmaking and they were like fourteen. Yeah, I'd give him this song. I'd let him watch this one. Because I think we get a lot out of it. Prague? Oh, there's no way I'd recommend this. <laughs> you wouldn't take this to your parents' house on Christmas Day, crack open the DVD player and check this on for the family to watch? Family film on yeah. Christmas, Day. I, Christmas Day, there's no chance, but my father be too busy watching uh, It's a Wonderful Life again. What would your parents' reaction be to the Toxic Avenger, Prog? What would they say? Um, well, my mother wouldn't watch it straight away. Because she she doesn't like um... she doesn't like shit films. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my mother's allergic to shit films. I think my father would if I said to my father, "Dad, we're going to sit down and watch this," and he'd be like, "Oh, okay," and I think he'd give it ten to fifteen minutes, and then he'd turn to me and he'd be like, "What is this?" Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. A fourteen year old like horror fan, Unless... but like someone who's like thirty odd, no. And let's be honest, the only reason you would watch it, the only, I would watch it just to see what my father's reaction would be. So can, can we get like a live filming of you showing this to your dad and put it on the <laughs> Rewind the Movies podcast, like pop a prog reactions or something? <laughs> uh, maybe. I'll try and organise it for the future. I enjoyed the film in the sense of I enjoyed watching it for the podcast. However... I would never watch it again. And I would probably only recommend it to someone if they were into spoof comedy, B-movie, gore. And, I, you know, we're talking like a really niche bloody group of people here. Um, but, yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend it. I enjoyed it, like I said, because I have to watch it for the podcast. I'll never watch it again. So, yeah, but never mind. Before we go, you watched Toxic Avenger Four. Oh God! What what was the um what was the, oh. the quick synopsis of that? First off, right, well, awful. We didn't. First off, right, we didn't watch the full film. Right, we could only make it through twenty minutes of the film, and that twenty minutes felt like two Toxic Avenger ones put together in its length. It was bad, but also at the same time, the most offensive film I've ever seen in my life. In in the sense of. It's bad. The sub the subject matter is right. quite bad. Not I offensive on your senses, but offensive as regards to racist, homophobic. Yeah, well, they try and be offensive to your senses, but <laughs> the subject matter is it's more or less. Oh God, it's a school shootout in a school for the mentally challenged. Well, making numerous Columbine references when Columbine happened, like the same year it was filmed, and you're like, wow. And also, yeah. the school is a school for disabled, and that's just uh, for me the mentally challenged. And it's lots of people that aren't mentally challenged pretending to be mentally challenged. And it's quite wow to watch. It's like, I can't believe I'd say it's a bit of a niche watch. Um, also, at the same time, it's pretty much a porno as well. Like, it's, it's got that going for it. And yeah, that was a film. So I, I'm assuming that one isn't a recommend as well. Yes, it is. That is. 
Right. On that note, we are wrapping up. Um, thanks for listening. Podcasts come out every Wednesday. We're trying to do some special features on a Friday on YouTube, so check them out. And if you want us to do a film in the future, not Toxic Avenger 2 and 3, um, just let us know on social media. Cheers, all. Please vote for Toxic Avenger 2 and 3. <laughs>